close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. today's show. Our topic today is hearing angels. And really, that's the most important skill. I always tell people, don't worry if you, if you still haven't been able to. Usually people can feel them pretty quickly. But if you still can't see them, that's okay. It will come with time. And like every other spiritual skill, it happens when it's meant to and you can't rush divine timing. So if, you, if you've been working on those things or wanting those skills and still don't have it, I say take a break from that and concentrate on just trying to catch the messages that your angels are saying to you because the bulk of the guidance from them comes within that. So I'm going to start by telling you a story. <laughs> I love stories. So this story is about how the, probably a year and a half before the pandemic started. I would be in the grocery store and I don't eat a lot of canned things. I primarily eat fresh vegetables, a little bit of fish, just my preferences. So I'm walking through an aisle to get something and I heard my angels say, get those, get some cans of beans. I'm like, what? Oh, all right. You know, I got them. I put them in the cart and they don't tell me these things for no reason. It was so not something I would think of and not the kind of food I would choose that I, there's no question in my mind, okay, angels want me to get that. And as the weeks went by, every time I'd go to the store, they'd be like, grab an extra pack of toilet paper. I'm like, I live alone. You know how much toilet paper does one woman need? I think I'm okay. Grab the toilet paper. Then it was, get some packages of pasta. Get, you know, they, they were just having me get all these dried goods and very frequently talking about toilet paper, which I found to be really funny. So I'm going through the aisles and I have these things in my cart and I'm kind of shaking my head like I'm never going to use these. Well, then the pandemic hit and it wasn't long before people in big cities that I knew and were fan and family were telling me how there were empty shelves in the store and the toilet paper was gone and canned goods were gone. I'm like, oh, wow. And then I started seeing and I live in a small town, rural area. I started seeing it there, too. and. I felt my angels just come rushing in around me and the frequency was so high, so intense. They're like, now you know why. And I actually worked from home for 15 months because I have uh, health issues which put me at risk and at my doctor's recommendation. And so it was very hard for me to get to a store to get, and there was no toilet paper for a long time. Canned goods were gone. Dry goods were gone. 
uh, and and I had plenty to get through that time, and actually enough that I could share with friends who hadn't gotten those messages and offer them to people who weren't hearing their angels. Now, interestingly, through the same time, uh, I didn't find out about it till COVID hit, but my business partner, Roz, had been getting the same messages. Her angels were telling her to get canned goods, dry goods, toilet paper, and she has a real tiny home, so she did it anyway, because, you know, you listen to your angels, you do as they tell you to do, because they know things. So she had this, you know, a whole uh, section of her small home filled with these things that she ended up needing through that time. So, you know, I did tell people when I was hearing those messages, I did tell family and friends, hey, my angels are telling me to do this and they're saying there's something big coming and it's not positive. And most of them laughed. You know, they they really weren't mean about it. They just laughed. A couple of them did go get some things. And then later, a few of them said, I'm so sorry I didn't listen to you. I'm like, it's okay. It wasn't me. It's not my ego. It's I get these messages and I want to be sure the people that I know and, and love have what they need. So that's just one example of how being able to hear your angels is very important. But it's more about the day-to-day aspects of your life. And those aspects being things that you're trying to make decisions about your health, your family, your home, your career, and your angels are guiding you on all of that. I, I think it's interesting. I love working with people who, who do the same thing I do with this. We understand each other, but as we go through our day, we're talking to our angels. We're hearing what they say. I'm asking for their advice. And somebody, one of my, uh, the marketing people, at the company I'm using to market my book had written that I, that it's like you, your angel becomes, your angels become your best friends. And in some cases it's true. At first I thought, I don't know if I agree with that, but then I thought, I guess it really is because they're like your best friend, confidant, mentor, because they're there to advise you on anything you need at any time. So it's really like they're, they're available to answer your phone call at any time, day and night, and they want to. It's not like angels sleep. So um, I just want to say, uh, if you're here with me live and you want to ask a question, please just use that raise your hand feature or you can ask it in the chat room. I'm happy to answer questions for uh, Diane. Thank you for joining the show. If you have a, a story you want to share about hearing angels, I'd love to hear it. I'm sure the other listeners here would too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this this whole kind of a red flag uh, in a good way. People will ask me, how do I know it's my angels talking to me versus my own thought? And the reason is because most of the time, even for a medium, when you hear your angels, you're hearing it as a thought in your head. I will admit there's been times when I flat out heard it loud, like a person talking to me through my ears, but not often. It's usually just a very clear thought in my mind, and it's so out of context for what I'm thinking. I, I always talk about the time I was making a grocery list, and I heard, I heard, why aren't you working on your book? <laughs> well, you know, angels, uh, they've never been human. They don't really understand the, the challenges that we face in human form, like work, <laughs> sick kids, being sick ourselves, being stressed. You know, just all the things that can, can happen. And they, they would say things like that to me at funny times. Like I might be watching a movie and I hear them say, you really should call your mother. And I would stop and call my mother and my mother would be distraught about something you really need to talk to me. So even little things like that are just so lovely to be able to get that message from your angels. We can't know what's going on behind the scenes all the time. Even as a psychic, I, I don't want to walk around with my psychic medium radars wide open. It's, it's overwhelming and exhausting. So I try to shut that down between sessions and give my, myself a break. But my angels are on all the time. And so if there's something that I'm not seeing, I'm not noticing, I'm not aware of, they do bring it to my attention. And I so appreciate that. But if I wasn't 
If I had not come to the place where I could discern what is my thought and what is an angelic message, I might miss some of those. It's, it's so easy when it's a thought in your head to dismiss it as a weird thought. And people will tell me they, the first time they heard one, their first reaction was, why did I think, why am I thinking of that? Or where did that come from? And I think it's so true. I, I thought it myself, but sometimes uh, those messages are funny. Sometimes they can feel annoying, and that's no disrespect to the angels. They always are amused when I say that, but it's true because, again, you might be going through something as a human that they can't understand, and and this happened to me. Like I was going through a dark night of the soul, just barely keeping myself together, trying to just make it to the next day, and they're like, you need to write a book. You need to host a talk show. Well, clearly I'm hosting a talk show, and I actually hosted one for two and a half years before. The book took longer. That book just came out in September, but life had to settle down. But that doesn't mean they stopped telling me those things, and I finally had to have a sit down with them and say, Angels, I love you. I so appreciate your guidance, and I am going to do these things, but right now I can't do it. And I know you don't understand that. But please trust me that I'm listening to you and I am going to follow your guidance. I would never just ignore them. And even, even when they ask me to do things I don't want to do, it's not bad things, but things that I don't want to do. I can be pretty shy when I don't know somebody. And, and it's kind of hard for me at times to be in places like even a grocery store. I have to really shield myself because there's so much energy around me and I start absorbing that if I don't shield myself. So I am actually a little more uh, drawn in within myself at times like that. And there was a time I was standing in line at the grocery store in Sedona at Safeway and I heard my angels say, talk to the man behind you. Well, he was two people behind me in line. And I turned around and looked, it was an elderly man. And I just said in my head, I don't want to talk to that man. You know, I don't want to talk to a strange man, and I have no idea what you want me to talk about. I just wanted to get out of that store. And they kept saying, you have to talk. You need to talk to that man. You've got to talk to him. So I finished paying for my groceries. I took my cart, and I waited, like, over by the exit door. And when he came over, I just said, you know, excuse me, can, can I talk to you for a minute? He said, certainly, young lady, which was amusing. And, but it gets all perspective, right? And I said, I just have to uh, ask if I can talk to you uh, privately. We went outside and just down a little bit on the sidewalk in front of the store. And I said, this this may sound a little crazy to you, but I do hear angels. And my angels told me that I must talk to you. And they told me that your heart is very heavy. And he started to cry. And he had just lost his wife very recently. And he didn't have anybody that he could console himself with. They did not have children. He didn't have close family. And he just kind of fell apart. And I ended up like taking his hands and passing some messages on to him from his angels. And he was crying, but, you know, he, he thanked me profusely and said, you know, thank you so much for, for telling me this. It really, my, it, it helps me. And, he went on his way and waved to me as he was leaving. And it still made me, I was very uncomfortable about that because to me, it's not ethical to go around passing on messages to people who didn't ask you for those messages. But if my angel said, you really must talk to that man, it doesn't happen very often. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it because those are extenuating circumstances they know about that I would not know, especially when I've got myself so powerfully shielded. Uh, from from the energy of other people that I can pick up. So just be aware that it's not always going to be these momentous messages. Sometimes it's reminding you to do things. Sometimes my angels remind me, like, just as I'm ready to pull out of my garage, I'll hear, did you get that book? You know, it's something I needed to bring to the office. I'll stop, go back in and grab it. So even little things like that, that's so lovely. And then bigger things like if you're considering changing careers or changing the direction of your current career and you're thinking about that, mulling it over, maybe talk to friends, colleagues about it. They, they know that. 
and they're going to give you guidance about it when they see something that you need to know. They've been helping me with that, especially for the last, I would say, six, seven years, uh, guiding me to start my business, to who my business partner would be, to moving to a new suite, to, you know, expanding the business just to uh, really going in a direction of um, angelic, being an angelic communicator as my primary business. They were very adamant about that. Diane, I absolutely would love to hear one of your angel stories. Please, please share. Hi. Hi. So glad to see you. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Um, I'm glad I joined in. I just am listening to you and having just read your book. Um, I've been trying to do a little more on connecting with angels. And I can share an experience I had uh, Friday night. I'm part of a small circle and we meet online and we do a meditation and a drumming. And often we will have some uh, uh, purpose for each session. And on Friday, it was a healing session. There was a lot of things that had been going on in some people's lives or their friends' lives. And it felt like you know, a healing is what we were really focused on. And that night I was the drummer. So I'm the lead drummer. And just as we were starting the portion where we're drumming after we meditate, I just sensed the presence of a big, beautiful blue bird come into my room right through the window. It was just huge with the wings outstretched and it turned into this beautiful angel. And this angel was here for this drumming. And I thanked the angel and continued with the drumming. And I'm not a musician by no means, but I'm, when I drum, I ask for some guidance from, you know, spirit. And I felt the angel step in and guided the drum. And the feeling I was getting as I was drumming is the angels were guiding us and they were doing a circular clockwise beat on the drum and they were sending us a message that you are loved you are loved you are loved we are always here and that resonated and it repeated for a while and then i felt the drum needed to reverse and go counterclockwise and it was our gratitude going up to the angels saying thank you thank you thank you so the drum went that way, and I could just see the spiral of gratitude. And then both spirals met in the middle, and we were just surrounded with love. It was really, really a beautiful, profound feeling. And towards the end, I could just see, like, a child laying in a bed, and this beautiful bluish-colored angel comes in and surrounds this child and says, Sleep in peace. You are always protected and loved. And it was just phenomenal how that feeling came through. And um, when we do this, these sessions, we often share anything we might have experienced. And several people had some similar experiences. Theirs were a little more in line with the Divine Mother coming in as this bluish healing kind of a light and love. Where mine was more specifically the, the angels. So I just wanted to share that that beautiful connection with the angels. I'm so glad you did. And I'm not surprised that happened with drumming because drumming circles are so powerful. Absolutely. I've had some profound experiences of different kinds. I love that. And and I, I have to say, Diane is a friend of mine. Diane Calderon here, she is a psychic medium. So I'm not surprised that you would have a powerful experience like this. But the truth is that anybody can have these experiences. I, I know plenty of people who started working at really connecting with their angels and started seeing and feeling and hearing and just having profound experiences. It's not limited to psychic mediums. And I want to be very clear about that. Anybody can have these kind of experiences. And, and isn't it just like amazing what it makes you feel when things like that happen? It is absolutely amazing. It just fills you up with love and this feeling of no matter what is happening in our world, and certainly a lot is happening, that we have our angels that have always been surrounding us. They're sending us love. 
and they're there to help us. We just need to call on them. They sure are. Uh, I'm so glad you shared that. Is there another story you wanted to share about angels? Oh, I could share a couple more. <laughs> sure, uh, go for it. Here's another story of my feeling connected directly with the angels. Uh, my husband was uh, in hospice. He was on his last moments, really, in uh, passing over. And I'm sitting there with him and, you know, trying to birth him back home. And I suddenly felt this strong, powerful presence. And it was a yellow energy this time. And I knew it was an angel. And the angel came in from my right and then came in behind me and was part of my experience. It was just a unique feeling. And as he was transferring over to the other side and, you know, he was able to say, you know, I love you. And, he, and then he took his last breath and was gone. The angel hung there for just a little bit and then moved on. And that angel has appeared to me since whenever I have been present with someone who's in a similar situation in the hospice. It's their time is very soon. It hasn't been quite as immediate as this, but within a day, if I look at that person and ask the angels, you know, how much longer I get that same angel coming in and giving me an impression as to what to expect. And the last time it happened, was someone I didn't know well. It was a neighbor of a friend. The friend had said, oh, he's not going to be here much longer. And I looked at his house, and I could see the angels over his house. And he died oh. that night. Oh, so I, I think that. that's just amazing that because of my husband's passing, I have this connection with this, this particular an angelic energy. And I don't know why it comes in as a yellow, but it does. Um, that's its color. That's the color of its celestial light. So another story is not a direct connection I had with the angels, but it is a healing. It healed me in, in an incredible way, and it has to do with the angels. Uh, I had a son who, in his mid-30s, was killed in a hit-and-run accident, and it was a small residential street, and he was walking the dog. And for months, I was wondering, why were you in a position where you would have been hit when this happened? You, he was always safe. He would always make the dog stop before you cross the street to be sure if they got out of the house, uh, they didn't run to the dog park across the way and get hit by a car. So it just bothered me. Like, why were you in a position where you got hit? And what had happened is he had crossed the road, and just as he was reaching the sidewalk, this car came and hit him, veered over into that bike path area and hit him and just kept going. And the dog was okay. She was ahead of him. But it racked my brain like, why, why, why? It just doesn't make sense why you were in that position. So um, this was my real introduction to mediumship. You know, I've done reading about mediumship and trying to understand the afterlife. And I scheduled a reading with a medium and I didn't tell her, you know, why I wanted to meet, but she brought my son in and he had a lot of stuff to say. And he started to tell her um, the circumstances of his passing. And this is the healing part that had the angels come in. He said, I was getting ready to go to the other side. And the angels came and told me it's time to go to the other side. So I went to the other side and ended up on the other side, and the angels wrapped me in their wings and protected me. I didn't feel a thing. That was the most beautiful thing anyone could have told me, because it told me, A, it was time for him to go to the other side, not the other side of the streets per se, but right. the other side to heaven. And the angels were there, and they're saying, it's time to go. And I don't think he saw the car. I think the angels were there because he was meant to go, and this was how it was going to happen. So he didn't see the car. He was crossing to the other side and got hit just before he reached the other side of the road. So that story and that presence of the angels, and they've come up a couple of times with other mediums who have said to me, oh, I see a couple of angels hanging around your son just validates that he was protected, he was safe, and this was supposed to happen. It wasn't that he was negligent or he had a death wish or something. It was that it was supposed to happen, and the angels were there. It was powerful. 
There you go. can imagine as a mother that it's extremely comforting to know that they helped him leave the shell of his body before the car hit. You know, I would want to know that too, that my child did not suffer. So um, I'm so, so glad you got that kind of ease for your heart, Diane. That, that's a hard thing to go through. I, I want to tell you too, I was going to say, when you were talking about that angelic experience with your husband, and when you said that angel, the yellow angel came in and was sort of behind you, like I felt that angel come in and it's very beautiful, uh, powerful yet gentle energy, um, very unique, interesting. Uh, it has to be associated with passing, you know. I don't know if that's one of your, uh, one of your husband's angels, because very often our own angels will come and help us cross over, just be there to ease us and explain what's happening and kind of escort us to the other side, which is lovely along with our loved ones. But I love those stories that those are both really powerful. It's, it's such an honor. It's really can be a beautiful thing to be there when a person crosses and to help them do it in a way that honors them, that honors the process, that it's as natural as childbirth happens for all of us. We're all going to go back to the other side. And I actually love being present for that to help the family and friends and the person who's crossing. I've been called in for friends and acquaintances to do that. It's not like I do that professionally, but they ask me to be there. And I, I really do, I really do enjoy that because I can tell them the angels and their, and their loved ones are here. And they might not know that though the person who's crossing does. You can tell because they'll get, even if they're nonverbal, they'll get that little smile on their face and they're, it's like a glow around them and their energy changes. And you can tell they've now, their mind, their consciousness is more on the other side than it is here now. And they're in that beautiful experience of being escorted to home, which really is what it is. And so, you know, it's really, uh, such a privilege to be able to hear the angels. I, I did not realize what a gift it was for decades. I really took it for granted and I, I feel bad about that, but that was my path. You know, I was supposed to do all these other things, be a mother and, and, uh, have my other careers before I started doing this full time. Some things I wanted to explain about hearing your angels, some of the qualities you can expect is that uh, it may not sound the way you think it's going to. And I'm going to go to a little section of my book here because I really want you to understand some of these details, and I don't want to leave anything out. I figured, why make a list? I have my book right here. So sometimes they come in as a collective voice. Sometimes I will hear the angels speak as if there's a thousand angels speaking at once. And when that happens, it's more like, hello. But it's like a thousand voices saying, hello. And sometimes they come in and it's, you can clearly hear it's one angel speaking, but they're helpful. They're encouraging, loving, and calm. But you, like I said before, you might find them annoying. If it's something you don't want to hear or you're not ready to do or you cannot do at that time. But again, you can ask them to back off the, back off those messages a little. I promise I'm going to do it. And, and it is important. Yeah, great. You hear your angels, but if you don't follow their guidance, what's the point? They will not give you as much guidance if you don't follow it. Angels can be funny. Uh, most of them have a sense of humor. Sometimes I hear them laughing at something I said or did or thought or felt. Um, and sometimes I think they think I'm just funny being a human, but I'm sure that trying to deal with us, the angels trying to deal with humans is worse than hurting cats. You might hear them as a whisper. You could hear it as like a normal voice, like I'm speaking now. And sometimes I put it as a loud declaration when they're, I feel like they're yelling at me, like trying to get my attention. I must have been so distracted I wasn't hearing them. But it is going to be a thought in your head. So one thing I like to do, I'm big on journaling, and I've kept journal, spiritual journal for over 40 years. Okay, it's multiple journals at this point, but I write down the day, the time, what I heard, 
And that way, if you keep getting the message, you're going to see that in your journal. And if it's something that maybe you push to the back of your mind because you couldn't or did not want to deal with it at that time, reading back on that will remind you, oh, yeah, the angels think that's important. We better work on that. You might have resistance to what they want you to do. You know, that's just, again, like I talked about the, the gentleman at the grocery store. I didn't want to talk to that person, but not that he, there was anything wrong with him. I just could be shy. They could guide you to do something you would never choose to do on your own. And I'm going to give you an example of that, a little mini story here. Back when I was in my 30s, I heard, I'm sorry about the dog barking. I'm dog sitting for my sister, and they are thinking they're saving us from the FedEx guy. The poor guy, two big dogs jumping at him. They'll settle down in a minute. Anyway, <laughs> these dogs. <laughs> I hope you can't hear that very loud. Anyway, let me get back to this story here. I saw an ad in the paper for medical qigong energy healing class at the local college in Prescott. And I heard, take that class. And, I, and I'm and i like, why? What is this? I don't even know what energy healing is. I, I, really, I was working in the field of mental health at that time. I didn't know what that was, but I, I went ahead and I took it. I was a single parent then, and I found somebody to help me out with my daughter because it was every weekend through the summer. So it was a big commitment. But early on, something interesting happened. My sister, who I'm dog sitting for this week, she has severe kidney issues. And it was at the beginning of her first go-round. And she was having, was had uh, surgery scheduled in the next week and a half, but she was in agony. Her right side of her lower abdomen was very swollen. And the doctor said there was nothing they could do till the surgery. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't eat. She was in pain 24-7. So I had her husband drive her up to our class and put her on the table and the instructor and I and a few other people worked on her. And at the end of the class, the swelling went down and on the drive home, she realized she was out of pain and she remained out of pain until her surgery. And I, that was an eye opener for me because it was something that the medical doctor said they couldn't do anything to help her. And so right away, I saw the power of that energy healing. I would have never, I don't think I would have ever taken that class of my own volition. But I certainly was happy to do so, you know, when they told me I needed to. But honestly, that class opened me up and I had my massive spiritual awakening and started to experience things I even beyond angels and spirits and psychic insights beyond that that were just mind blowing. And my angels started really pushing me forward in this journey. So uh, now I tend to recommend that people take an energy healing, usually Reiki class, because I think it's a wonderful way to open your spiritual gifts, to clear your chakras, to prepare you. And it certainly will help you connect with your angels. So I, I am a big proponent of that. And thank you, angels, for telling me to take that. Something else, um, I think Diane told me that she has this too, correct me if I'm wrong, but I call this an angel ear. And probably our mutual mediumship mentor, Suzanne Wilson, is the one who told me that to begin with. And it's that when angels come in, I feel their frequency, and I hear that my left ear will start ringing at an extremely high pitch. And it only happens when angels are coming in. So I think it's just um, some people have it in the right ear, some people have it in the left ear. A few people told me they hear it in both ears, but I call that angel ear syndrome. So if your ears begin to ring and the pitch is so high, it can almost turn into a squeal. You know that I think it's really your angels, like just trying to get your attention, make sure that you know it's like a pre-announcement, almost like a their version of a trumpet blaring. Let me see. Would you... Talk about that, Diane. Sure. There are times when, especially if I've done meditation or, you know, I'm focused on something spiritual, uh, I will suddenly feel a shift of vibration and frequency in the ear. And it's almost like it shifts up into a higher level. And it, it's not quite a buzz sound. It's just kind of like a chatter. 
and it's like like that. But it's different than the normal sounds that you're picking up in the ear. I mean, if you sit still, you sometimes will get something going on in both ears. But every now and then there'll be this shift up, and I'm beginning to feel that there that it's a connection to something higher than me. Is it the angels? Perhaps. Uh, is it loved ones? I don't know. But it's a definite shift. And, you know, I try to pay attention, sort out what they're saying, and then just try to pull back and, you know, just let it flow, knowing that at some point I'm going to understand a little more of what's coming in. It also happens a lot at night when I'm trying to, you know, go to sleep. You know, you lay down, you say some prayers, you say some thank yous and gratitudes, and you're laying there. And if you can clear your mind of the day's events and just be, Sometimes I'll get that shift and it'll be really strong. It'll be like, boom, then I'm hearing this going on. I still haven't figured out though what they're telling me, but it's, it's really cool. I'm working on that. I hope I get a little more of a connection that tells me what they're trying to say. Like, don't spend so much money on shoes or something like that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> if that's what it is, they're definitely telling me that. <laughs> I have a little bit of a shoe problem. <laughs> Me too. It's like, how many do I need? Oh my gosh, I know. You only have two feet, you need 50 pairs of shoes. Yeah. Apparently. Diane, thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important for people to hear different views and experiences. I don't want people to ever think, any of you listening, the way I experience something is the way you're going to experience something because that's not, that's not necessarily true. You know, I, I just think that there's different ways that these things happen to us and stay open. But I will say, I truly think that that angel ear syndrome is angels trying to get our attention, but they want to talk to us or we need to focus. And so when I have that happen, I immediately, if, if I can, I won't like do this in a, somebody else's house, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, put my phone down, my computer, turn it off and I give them my full undivided attention. And I say that, all right, I'm listening. Sometimes I hear them say something or they'll draw my attention and sometimes they don't. So I really think that what they want is for me to take a moment and do some introspective work, do meditation, not get too involved in electronics. Uh, it's detrimental to our frequencies. So sometimes I think it's just a heads up of, hey, that's enough time playing on your phone, you know, time to put that down. I really do. I don't think there's a message behind it other than they're trying to stop you from doing too much of something. Or if I'm watching something that Seems like I love Little House on the Prairie because it makes it, it's a high frequency show. I know my family laughs at me. I don't care. So sometimes I'll be watching something that seems like it's going to be sort of like a Little House on the Prairie and then it takes a dark turn and I'll start to feel that in my solar plexus and like, Oh, maybe I can't watch this. And then I'll hear that angel ear and they're like, No, you can't. <laughs> and I'll turn it off. I'm like, it's getting harder and harder to find anything on TV that I can handle frequency wise. So I'm getting very close to going the route of my business partner, which is no TV at all. Sometimes there just seems to be like uh, the TV networks seem to think, and maybe it's true that everybody wants dark, violent, scary things, and I can't handle it. So let me go on here. We talked about the angel ear, and Diane, keep telling me, if you, if you want to add something, I'm so delighted that you're here. It's a lovely surprise. Always happy to see you. I want to talk about music, and music's a big part of this. I mean, I, I've been a singer on stage since I was five years old and professionally since my teens. Music is a huge part. It was my first major in college. You know, that's something I still do. So music is really big for me. And I've always gotten messages through music. But what's been happening, and it really started particularly when I moved to Sedona and I started doing this work full time. So I would start hearing chimes. And there's no chimes in my house. There's nothing, no electronics that produce a chime sound. And I would just either be fully awake or I would wake up to hearing like, ting, ting, ting. like someone's playing a few notes on a xylophone. Or sometimes I, there was one time distinctly, and this was actually long before I moved to Sedona, I had a harp uh, in the corner. Uh, actually, it was um, a hammer dulcimer, which is a harp-like instrument you play with hammer. And it was in the corner of my bedroom in a case, leaning up against the wall. 
And I was half awake and I heard like somebody took their finger and strummed all the way across all the strings. So it sounded like somebody playing a, a riff on a harp. Only I walked over and there's no vibration. Like it was just a few feet from me. There was no vibration. It would still have the vibration in the instrument itself. So it wasn't that instrument. I didn't own a harp at that time. And I, a few other times I've heard a harp playing. And my harp would be on the other side of the house. I wouldn't be able to hear it if it was being played. So the other one is beautiful singing. That's the one I hear the least and I would like to hear more of, <laughs> which is multiple angelic voices singing so beautifully in harmonies that are so perfect and exquisite that it just is almost more than I can handle. Uh, I heard that when I had that privilege of going to the other side for a short period of time during a mediumship session and seeing the afterlife. And I heard that singing and I, and I've heard it a few times since. So that's something too, but honestly, sometimes it can just be one chime, just ding, almost like when you, one of the sounds you can set on your cell phone for a little notification, only I don't have that on my cell phone. So pay attention to that because it's been interesting lately. I, I love my angels so much. Thank you so much, angels. They'll do things like I, I can be, I work a lot. And I, I push myself hard and sometimes I'm so tired I will set my alarm for PM instead of AM. And lately, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I hate that. Lately, at just maybe five or ten minutes after that alarm was supposed to go off, if I'd set it for AM, I will hear that ding, 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 and it'll wake me up and I'll look at the clock. <gasps> oh my gosh. So they're keeping me on track. They're making sure that I show up for my sessions and that I'm where I'm supposed to be, thank goodness, because uh, apparently I'm not thinking straight all the time. Who is, right? Another one is literally through songs, and that's always been a big one for me, I think, because I'm a singer. Probably one of the most powerful is that I was in that dark night of the soul, and it was coming to an end. It was coming to a conclusion of that relationship. And I was just feeling devastated and I was in the showers just sobbing and just feeling hopeless. And all of a sudden I started singing this song. I started singing, I'm a man who loves you inside and out. And the Bee Gees song. Okay, I liked the Bee Gees in the 70s, but I don't really think about them anymore. And I don't sing that song. I was not in the mood for singing. I was just sobbing. And then all of a sudden I'm singing this and I'm like, what is this? And then I felt my master guide's energy just like surrounds me. And I felt so hugged and loved. And I thought, oh, he's just, he's just telling me, yes, you are loved. You know, I love you very much. You're going to be fine. You know, you're going to get through this. You are, you are loved. And honestly, like I started laughing a little bit and I really feel like that put the spark of hope back in me. And from there, it wasn't easy. Climbing out of a dark pit night of the soul is never easy. It's climbing out of a deep, dark pit. But here I am. <laughs> so it worked, and and that was a good turning point for me. And lately, I'll tell you what, I keep finding myself singing. I'll be doing work, and all of a sudden, I don't even realize I'm singing. And then I realize I'm singing a song, and I keep singing it. It'll happen for days, if not weeks, the same song. And I know when I really sit down and think about it, there's a message in there from my angels that I'll pay attention to. So that could be happening to you or even hearing a song frequently on the radio, on your Alexa, wherever you're listening to music, especially if it's a song that has meaning to you or you haven't heard it in a long time and now you're hearing it frequently. Pay attention to that. Really think about the lyrics that are jumping out to you from that song. So as you're, you're probably getting the message here that when your angels are talking to you and giving you these messages, they can be pretty subtle. And if you're not expecting them to come through those methods, it would be so easy to go, huh, that's a coincidence. You know, that's a song I associate with my boyfriend from high school or, you know, whatever it may be. So um, angels know everything that's happening behind the scenes and everything that's going to happen. And, and if you need a reminder of that, I'm going to take you back to the, the toilet paper story because 
they knew there was a big thing happening. All of us at Sonoma Soul Sisters were getting the message that something big is coming and it's not going to be good, but we couldn't get what it was specifically. We just heard by this, these things, which turned out to be a really good thing to have on hand. So you have to trust that they're telling you to do things for a reason. And even if you don't understand it, I'll go back to that dark night of the soul. My angels knew what my boyfriend at that time was doing without my knowledge, and they just would not let it rest. And they like directed me to exactly what I needed to see to make it clear what was going on so I could make a better decision for myself. So I know that um, even though it might hurt you to find out this information, you're supposed to know it and you're supposed to have that piece of the puzzle to help you make the best decision for yourself, for what you want to do. So how do you really get to a place where you know for sure it's your angels talking to you and you feel assured of following guidance? You've got to develop the trust. And it is building a relationship. That's why I keep saying everything is about building that relationship. You don't trust somebody until you build the relationship. So did what your angels tell you help you? Did it come true? Are you glad you heard it? Did it, did it help you? enlighten you or open your eyes in some way, you know, start paying attention to that. You can even make notes in your spiritual journal, your angel journal, whatever you want to keep. I keep everything spiritual, paranormal in one journal. Heck, it's just my journal, you know, so everything's in there. It's just easier for me. Did you, Were you able to avoid an unpleasant situation by hearing and following your angel's advice? Were you able to shift out of a negative situation, which is what happened for me? Was your life improved in some way? Do you feel happier about yourself in your life following that guidance, you know, as a direct result of the guidance that you think you heard, you know, in your head, the messages? And since you're following your angelic guidance, are you receiving more of it? Because I know there's a direct relation to that. Like when I follow it, and I do all the time now, but before, when I follow their guidance, Quickly, I got more messages. And if I didn't, if I kind of put it back, the messages would slow down. So if you want more guidance, you need to follow the guidance. It's kind of like you go out and you seek a mentor and they give you this great advice and you don't follow it. How, how motivated are they going to be to give you more great advice? Is it easier to hear the messages? I, I feel like over time, and Diane, I, I hope that's true for you too, that you can second that, but over time, like the more you're aware of getting these messages from your angels, like it's just easier to hear them, easier to discern them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, once you've experienced it and you trust that it's the angels, you just start talking to them, asking for, you know, a little more of a connection when it's needed, and you, it begins to flow, and you can feel the difference. I mean, I can feel it, like, right here in my heart when I am feeling the messages from angels. Even right now, just sitting here listening to you, I'm just beginning to feel this beautiful, warm feeling right here in my heart. It's just incredible. So I know what it feels like, but you got to open yourself up to it, find out how it feels for you, when these angels are coming in and then just trust, trust what you feel. You do. It's kind of like when people ask me, like, how do I trust my intuition? Same thing. You keep track of the met of what you got and whether it happened, whether it helped you. It's the same thing. Only this is outside of yourself, but you've got this whole team that wants to help you. They're on call 24 seven. And I cannot understand why anybody wouldn't want that. Uh, it, it's not my idea to like turn my whole career into working with angels. It's their idea because they think that's so important in the world right now that people have a better connection with their angels, which brings you closer to God as well. You know, whatever you see God as, God, source, the creator, uh, it's all the same energy. So, you know, it's you don't have to choose. Some people get confused and think if you follow your angels, you're not following God. That's not true. The angels are God's messengers, and there He created them to help humans. So when you follow the angels, you're following God. So it, it's the same team. It's all team light, team goodness. So just to make that really clear, 
I'm, I'm so glad you could join me today, Diane. Again, it was a lovely surprise. I'm always so happy to see you. <laughs> She's a lovely person. Um, I want to just tell you uh, next week, the topic is discovering your gifts. That's been a topic of great interest with clients lately. So I want to address that. And I want to show you, uh, this is my book, Let Your Angels Lead. And it is uh, a lot of what I talk about on the show is directly related to information in that book. If you're interested in learning to to uh, feel, see, hear your angels, build that bond, and get as much guidance as you can, they they told me what to put in that book. So there you go. It's on Amazon. And until then, thank you for watching. And so so love you all, and hope that you have. A beautiful week. May your angels surround you. May they protect you and guide you every moment of every day of your life. I'll see you next week.